Cougar Sports Saturday. It's complete. Another touchdown. Cougar Sports Saturday. Saturday. A presentation of KSL Sports. KSL Sports. Left wing for three. He got it again. BYU Sports Talk by Cougar fans for Cougar fans. Here are your hosts, Mitch Harper and Matt Biamonte. On Utah's legacy home of the Cougars. KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good afternoon. Welcome on into Cougar Sports Saturday. Coming to you live from Broadcast House here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Mitch Harper. Matt Biamonte, it's a BYU basketball game day. Cougars going to be taking on Kansas State tonight. Tip-off at 8 o'clock. Pre-game gets fired up at 7. We'll have a bunch of commentary on this BYU-K-State game today, but we're also going to talk a lot of BYU football, Matt. It was a big week for BYU football. They, they finished their 2024 signing class. We'll get to that. And then spring football right around the corner as well. And with BYU basketball having a couple early tips coming up, we're going to give you, Cougar fans, a deep dive spring football preview. It's like a, it's an early Valentine's gift to Cougar Nation, breaking yes. down this BYU football team with a spring football preview. Quarterback, potentially QB1, Mitch, Gary Bohannon, will join us in one hour from now. He'll talk about his path to coming to BYU. So we, we got a lot coming your way, but Mitch, let's start things off with a, uh, a hobby and a favorite pastime of yours recruiting the leadoff a look at the stories making headlines right now it's time for the leadoff on cougar sports saturday in the spirit of valentine's matt you went straight to my heart (laughs) you want to be my i want to know what was the when was the first seed sown of your recruiting passion eight years old did your dad subscribe you to some recruiting magazine or something? Because it just inject this stuff into your veins. <laughs> well, actually, it was it was uh, actually seven years old. HBR Net Cougar Sports Line. I read a story about Steve Sarkeesian being this hot shot junior college recruit in this little newsletter. I saw no picture, no video of the guy. Just read a paragraph about how he's considering BYU and Cal and UCLA. And I'm like, I'm sold. Like he's, he's, he sounds pretty cool, and I like this name. I probably pronounce his name like Brett Yormark did at Big 12 Championship game. Brett, or uh, Steve Drakazian? That's probably how I said it as a kid, but uh, that, that's and ever since then, I've just been high uh, and uh, very excited on uh, BYU football recruiting and recruiting in general, and there was a lot to be excited about for this 2024 BYU football recruiting class as the Cougars Land the fifth best recruiting class in the Big 12 Conference, 44 in the composite rankings in 24-7 sports. That's for high school and junior college prospects. Now, it should be noted, BYU still had the lowest average rating in the Big 12 per recruit. But the sheer volume of the class, signing about 27 high school kids in junior college, that kind of bolsters BYU up, but still work to improve as far as uh, moving up the ladder among the the top end talent programs in the Big Twelve, but this class showed this new defensive staff, the energy the energy that they brought. They're willing to compete at a high level in these recruiting b- battles in the Big Twelve Conference. This list of recruits, and you can read all about it on KSLSports.com. Nobody does it quite like Mitch Harper for BYU recruiting. Check out all of his work. KSLSports.com. The whole list is there. We don't need to get into every single name, but if you want to get into the minutiae, it's all there. 
One big thing that jumps out to me, you already touched on it, the defensive staff. There are some high-quality defensive players. And what I love, too, it feels like the first time in a couple years, a nice surprise on February signing day with BYU landing a couple linebackers. Here's what the head ball coach, Kalani Satake, said about getting into some late recruiting battles. We know that we've had to make some improvements on the football field in a lot of different ways. Um, and, and part of that is, is getting to recruiting battles and not being afraid of recruiting because uh, because the guy has a lot of offers and maybe may not may not be familiar with BYU. That's our job is is to get them familiar with BYU, understand where they where they're at, and it's, and, and then and then you know not be intimidated by other recruiters. And, and uh, Jay's been awesome at that, and 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 it's been it's been infectious to everybody else on the staff. It definitely has, and it showed itself with this class: twenty defensive players signed, eight offensive three special teams, but I think what's uh, the energy that Kalani Sataki is talking about getting into recruiting battles. In the past, it seemed like BYU has always been a program for about the last 20 years or so where let's go get players that want to be at BYU. And even if it's a guy that maybe only has an offer sheet of Weber State, Southern Utah, and Oregon State, let's go get that guy because we know we can get him and he wants to be there because BYU is his best offer. Well, that's not going to work in the Big 12, Matt. And BYU got a little bit of a dose of reality last season. And I think far too often, we've talked about it a lot on this show, but the Big 12 Conference is a physical football league. You've got to be stout in the trenches. This is no longer a league where it's 71-69, Patrick Mahomes, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma just running and passing for thousands of yards. That's not what this league is anymore. It's a physical football league. You've got to be stout up there in the, in the trenches. And BYU addressed that. You noted the linebacker additions for BYU. Naki Tuakoi and Sefo Akaila, Fremont High School in California, Oakland area. These were two guys that had kind of strange recruitments where Naki Tuakoi was a guy that I thought coming out of summer was going to be a BYU commit. And then out of nowhere, he commits to Stanford. I thought, well, BYU kind of lost the ball there. I don't know if it was NIL at that point because Stanford's not known for that game. No. But you can say, hey, Oakland kid wants to go to Stanford. It is what it is. And then he just out of nowhere decommits from Stanford. I thought, okay, BYU's going to get him in December. Didn't happen there. Took some time. They ultimately get him on February. And those are two additions that could be maybe guys pushing for depth chart time. Uh, this fall. Now, they're going to be summer editions, but still, one thing you do like about this class that's different than years gone by, this is not a class, Matt, where you say, okay, see you in three or four years. You know, typically, BYU classes in the independence era under Kalani have been, okay, they're going to go on missions, they're going to gray shirt, and then they're probably going to red shirt. We'll see you in four years. This class is loaded with guys that we're going to see maybe in spring, also this fall. Uh, and that's exciting, too, because you just want the competition. Yep. You know, the, there's a lot of returning seniors in this group, some COVID seniors, some returning experience with guys like Darius Laster, but you just want healthy competition to where no job is safe. And I feel like a team that's 5-7 and seven, coming off a year where they got embarrassed in some of those seven losses, no one should feel like, oh, I'm just anointed the guy and I'm, I'm set, I'm number one. No, you've got to continue to get better if you want to be playing this fall for BYU. And I think this recruiting class – can provide that competition. Absolutely. And I just love the sheer volume because you need options. And let's be real, too. Some of these guys will probably transfer away before their careers sure. are over. And and who knows who transfers away 
after spring football too, right? We still have that ahead of us. But now that you have this huge wave, and we haven't even talked about the return missionaries yet, which we'll get to in a minute. So just a lot of options here, and that's what you need. When you're 5-7, and seven, like you said, Mitch, you got to have options. You have to have depth. Let me ask you this. Who do you think is the best potential prospect from this class? Well, I'd have to go Falatel Satuwala. I mean, he's the number one recruit in the state of Utah. He's the highest-rated prospect in this class. Falatel Satuwala is legit. And, you know, we did our Cougar Sports uh, roundtable on kslsports.com every single Monday. We put that out as a, as a written digital piece. Our producer, Nate Slacks, felt, you know, he could be maybe the, the most impactful guy this year. And that could happen, you know. Kalani Satake talked about Falatao Satuwala on Wednesday's signing day, and he kind of laid out how they're going to start things off with the talented Satuwala, who can play a variety of positions, where they see him beginning his BYU career. Well, he, he has such great instincts. He can play so many different positions, but we're going to start him off at safety first. We, we need someone in the post with that instinct, with the instincts that he has. Um, and, and then, um, you know, we, we'll, we'll kind of see how it goes, but... He, he's got so much knowledge of the game, but the natural instincts that he has, I, I think he'll fit exactly what we want on the, on this defense. I like him starting at safety, too, because there is a, probably a better path for him to play early at safety than at linebacker. And, hey, let's see what, let's see what he's got. Like, the safety position, I feel like it's changed a little bit over time to where you can be – sort of in that hybrid linebacker role. In the past, BYU's always moved those type of guys up to linebacker. I like leaving him at safety, kind of like Daniel Sorensen, right? Like early he was started at he played safety, started at linebacker, comes back to safety, and went to the NFL at that position. So I like keeping him there. Uh it's hard to go against that. I might say Reiner Swanson could be the best prospect from this class just from a standpoint of when you got Texas and Oregon and those out, you visited Alabama. When you have those type of teams looking at a guy like Swanson, that to me speaks that he's got NFL potential. Now he's got to earn it. He's got to show it at BYU because this isn't the first time, Mitch, that BYU's had a highly recruited tight end come in and it hasn't panned out. I, I I think he will pan out. I'm not saying he won't, but there's been times Austin Holt comes to mind. Uh, I'm trying to think of the dude from Springville off the top of my head. Uh, help me, Mitch. You're the recruiting guy. Number 18, Richard Wilson. There we oh, go. Yes. Uh, also highly recruited. That did not pan out. So we don't know what's going to happen with these guys. But Swanson, Texas to me, if Texas is coming after you, that's one of the hottest teams in the country right now, even on the recruiting trail. So, But Swanson, Satawala, these are household names that are huge gets for BYU. And like Satuwala, Reiner Swanson going to play a season before going out to serve a mission. Satuwala, we don't know the timetable if he has mission plans or not, but Reiner Swanson's only 17. He's already enrolled. He's going to be going through spring practices and then uh, competing for time for this year. I will say this, too. A guy that's uh, kind of intriguing to me that I think could be really good that no one's talking about because he was committed for so long Dallin Johnson. Dallin Johnson has Springville High School defensive tackle. BYU needs interior help. It's a position where I think they're going to probably go attack in the transfer portal in the post-spring window. But if Dallin Johnson, who's going to be, he's already enrolled in winter conditioning, you know, this is an all-ball guy, and he's getting close to 300 pounds already. Wow. And, you know, Dallin Johnson's a really good player, but just he was kind of forgotten because he committed back in 2021 before BYU was even invited to the Big 12 Conference, but 
he is so committed to just playing football, and he wanted to play at BYU. He got some invites to go to camps at Auburn, down in the SEC, but really didn't have much of it. He just wanted to be a BYU guy, and that kind of killed his recruiting in a way to where schools knew, like, this guy's just all in on BYU. We're not going to put any recruiting resources into him. Very strong, though. He'll be a really good player for BYU. I don't know if it's this year immediately, but at some point he's going to play. But there's opportunity, too. I think that's one of the things I look at when I say, you know, who's going to make an impact this year? There's got to be opportunity. You got to have the talent, but you, you got talent clearly if you're on this list. Yeah. But you got to have the opportunity. Defensive tackle, safety is a spot that creates opportunity because I think Jay Hill, he liked the crew Wakeleys, and I like crew too. You know, Ethan Slades, Tanner Walls, but he wants an all Big 12 potential performer in those spots. Micah Harper, Falatau Satuala, that sounds like a pair of studs on the back end of a defense that could be maybe all Big 12 guys. That's what Jay Hill wants. He's got a high bar for what he expects from that position. So there's some really intriguing options at this at this signing class. For Before BYU. we get to break, Mitch, uh, a sleeper hidden gem from the class. Ignacio Tupo, offensive tackle out of Palo Alto High School in California. I don't think anyone's really talking about him. Uh, he will be a very good player for BYU. He's going to be enrolled this fall. And again, I think it's opportunity-based because I think the offensive line, there's room to grow there for BYU. But I would also add, too, Joe Brown, who comes back from a mission, and he gets anointed from preferred walk-on status to scholarship the coaches are raving about Joe Brown saying he got back from Vasa Fitness on the mission. I mean, he is just in <laughs> tip-top shape. Younger brother to Terrence Brown, Ren Brown, former BYU players. Uh, those are to be some sleepers on the offensive line. Let's take a break. On the other side, we'll get started with our position preview spring football look ahead to 2024. Back after this.